Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Frank Vignola. Frank Vignola, how the hell are you? Hey, man, what's up? Hey, man, I'm so glad you came on because you've been doing some fucking freaky-ass online comedy. You did an online comedy festival that had, like, like four stages and shit. I'm looking at all these stages, a bunch of big names. Yeah, uh, Good Karma Comedy Festival. We did it. We, uh, back in, oh, man, now I'm forgetting the date. I think you said Sunday, August. Yeah, August yeah, the 10th Monday, August the 16th. August 10th through the, uh, Sunday, August 16th. So that was, geez, about exactly a month ago. And it was, we did three shows a day for those seven days. I did like a podcast or a talk format show, whichever you want to call it, at four o'clock. And then stand-up comedy shows at seven and nine for the whole week. This was all on Zoom. It was, it was all remote. And I think at last count, I had 108 comics that had participated. Wow, 100, 108 comics and 21 shows? Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck did you administer that thing and why did you bite off that much? Well, I mean, I think what happened was I had been doing a weekly show called The Quarantine Cafe, which I still do. Yeah. Um, and it's on Tuesday nights at eight o'clock, also on Zoom. You know, and then also everybody, Facebook wall, you do that Facebook live thing and, and people share it and stuff like that. Yeah. And I started that at the beginning of phase four. And I guess I was hoping that we were going to get back to live performances <laughs> indoors of some kind Yeah. at the beginning of phase four. Like if we were lucky end of August, but September, like the kind of thing where we'd be able to do live shows at half capacity yeah. with tables, socially distanced and masks, but indoor at, you know, at the clubs that everybody works, whatever yeah. club you work. Yeah. And then when it became clear to me that that wasn't going to happen, uh, I just, part is a project for me, you know, just to have something to do. And then also has something to do on behalf of the entire community. I figured what the hell let's, I do a show every Tuesday night anyway. They're not that difficult to manage once you get them all set up, yeah. you know, these remote shows. It's like a podcast or anything else. It's all the setup. Once you're actually executing the show itself, it's not that difficult, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that was pretty much, I don't know, I feel like I'm word salading this a little bit, but that was pretty much what I ended up doing. I just, at some point when I realized it was not gonna be over, as quickly as we started, if at all. I mean, who knows if we're even gonna get out of phase four before the holidays. Yeah. I just decided, let me do this this big festival that didn't cost anything, uh, where everybody was included. People didn't even have to audition, you know, which is why I had main stage shows on the weekend and best of the fest shows during the week. Didn't say no to anybody, didn't cost anybody anything. And just, let me just do this because, you know, if not now, when? It just seemed like the perfect moment for it, sort of, with everything, what we're going through. Yeah, and was it easy to book all these comics? Because, I mean, you had, uh, you know, I think some former guests I saw in there were uh, Dustin Chafin and, 
and you have some big names. You have Jay, Jay McBride and people like this. Like, do you just know all these people? You know, I just had James Mack on. Do you know all these people from uh, comedy clubs and things? And was it easy to book? Yeah, to be honest with you, it was pretty easy to book. Now, <laughs> what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a thing where Monday through Thursday and Sunday was more newer type folks, developmental type folks, uh, shorter spots. Um, not unlike you would see, you know, at a showcase club in the city versus the weekend show. And then on the weekend, have some of the bigger names as well, although I had some big names anchoring the shows during the week. Yeah. So along the way, it was not difficult. Once I started to speak to the people that I knew in the tri-state area, and then also, you know, just online, people find out about it and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It was not that difficult to come across a bunch of comics that that wanted to participate the thing for me was there were also people that i asked a lot of people once they saw that it was happening asked if they could be part of it there were also some people like brian scott mcfadden and karen burgreen and carol montgomery and kareth foster dustin there was uh, Felicia Madison. There were people that I specifically asked to do the festival, especially the weekend shows, because I wanted those to have that main stage kind of feeling, nice. you know, where it was maybe a couple of less comics who could do a little bit more time. And um, so, yeah, it was a combination of asking some people and then also a lot of people, once the ball got rolling, saying, hey, could I, you know, could I be part of the <laughs> festival? And again, you know, I didn't say no to anybody. So I would get, I would get emails from folks that I had, that I didn't know. And we had like comics from Portland, comics from uh, Texas, comics from San Francisco, Chicago. I mean, most of them were tri-state area comics, but we did have okay. people from all over the country. And a lot of these people were six degrees of Kevin Bacon people who heard about it through a friend of a friend of a friend. Hey, yeah. I, book a, I hear you're booking a festival can I, you know, submit? And I was like, well, you don't even need to submit. It's just <laughs> send me a tape so I know where to put you, you know, but I'm letting everybody participate. And, uh, and also too, man, you know, the whole idea of it being free, so it not costing anybody anything, it not costing the acts anything to submit, which I think is bullshit anyway. Um, but also not costing people ticket money to get in. Yeah. I just thought it was a good gesture for the community, it was a good gesture for the friends of the community because how much can you watch Law & Order, right? We got to create some <laughs> new content for our friends. And then also just a nice big project to bite off to keep me busy. Yeah, but I guess the question becomes now is like now that it's fucking lasting longer than we thought it was, like can you do another one of these or are you going to go back and try to, you know, how do you give the people this experience again either by – you know, doing another one or by going back and, I don't know, uh, publishing some of the funniest clips from these uh, 108 shows. Well, the thing is, the, and that's the other thing, too. Everybody is cool with doing a festival, um, but some people get a little antsy about posting, you know? Yeah. Like, so I have not done any of that where Best of the Fest clips getting posted or putting any of the shows on YouTube or any of that. I toyed with doing that and shows are still up on my Facebook wall. But the posting thing that you're talking about, there were a couple of people, you know, that again, were like, I'm not sure how I feel about posting, but I'd love to do the festival. So I just, I just stayed away from all that. I have okay. found that in my own life, 
since the festival and I went back to just the one show a week, it didn't feel like enough anymore. You know, it just felt like there's so many comics out there. Their shows would book up so quickly. And me just doing one show a week that for the past couple of weeks, I've added a Thursday stand-up show. And then on Sunday night, I'm going to try a game show. But this is, I think everybody's doing this on Facebook right now, right? Like everybody's got their, everybody's got a podcast or a web series or a show they're doing. There's lots of brands sprouting up. And that's all great, by the way. I, I think every generation has it. Like for Back in my day, when I first started, every every comic had a one-person show. That was yeah. the big thing. You, didn't just, <laughs> you know, you just didn't you just didn't do your set. You also had the one-person show. <laughs> then it became the podcast. Right? <laughs> the podcast that's within the past, um, oh, shall we say, seven to ten years. And now, more recently, it's the web series. Right? It's video content. Yeah. It's everybody having, and and that started out on YouTube, and now has gotten bigger on other social media platforms. Yeah. So. You know, I think every generation has their version of their thing that they, the thing that people do in addition to their stand-up act, yeah. you know? Um, but to go back to your original question, because sometimes I'll go down a rabbit hole when people <laughs> ask me this kind of stuff. Yeah. I have found myself wanting to do more since the festival than just the one show I did a week before the festival. And I have had people ask me, you know, when will you do it again? And typically festivals are yearly. Yeah. But I am thinking maybe, I guess I'm trying to decide whether to do an entirely different one or to whether to do this one again, but maybe just do it in six months yeah. instead of doing it yearly. I also think that like, if I just become like the festival guy, <laughs> like I just do one festival and in, in August and then September, suddenly I have another version of the same exact thing. Um, with a different name and with a couple of different acts, but a lot of the same folks. I mean, then it kind of loses a little bit of its luster as well, yeah. I think. Plus, with a lot of newer folks, you know, this remote stuff that they're doing, you know, hats off to Jim Mandrinos too with uh, New York Underground Comedy Festival. It's like they're they're this is their first opportunity to be involved in something like a festival or get something that they can use as a credit or to, you know, get those laurels that they can put on their Facebook uh, profile picture or that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm also thinking, I don't just maybe want to just do another one willy nilly, like seven weeks later. I want to see if I can build this up yeah. and also just maybe do it a little bit more often, but I did, and I don't know if I'm talking too much, man. So if you have any other questions, just jump in. Oh yeah, but, I mean, like one thing I, I, you know, I think that you probably could even, you know, simulate the the main stage, um, you know, feel to it again, where you could, you know, instead of 108 comics, you could take maybe 10 of the the good ones or the big ones or whatever, and have an all day Saturday thing. But one thing I'd be interested to see is like in between the acts there's some way you can inject some of the debauchery that you would think would happen at maybe a musical festival. Maybe it happens at comedy festivals too. Right. Like, you know, people shotgunning beers or people, uh, you know, people flash in the crowd. Like, like, is there anything that you can do with little kind of, you know, Dustin Chafin, he just did that online comedy special for, for right. zoom. And he, I think he said it was the first one. And so can you, you know, I don't know if he injected things like that, but I'd be interested to see, you know, some of these best acts, you know, like a Chris Griggs and a Jay McBride and a Dustin Chafin. And I thought, I think Charles McBee was on your quarantine yeah. cafe. Like he just wrote for MTV, like some of these bigger comics, like if they could somehow also uh, film videos or, you know, scenes that could 
you know, lends some spontaneity to it. Cause you know, Charles McPhee does those videos too. And so to debut some of his new video content during your, your all day Saturday comedy fest could be cool too. Like I'd look forward to that every month if the acts were, I don't know, big enough and diverse. And if you somehow injected some debauchery into it. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of diversity at the festival for one thing. I'm very proud of that. We had a boatload of diversity at it. And um, that, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm just proud of that. So we can just leave it at that way. Yeah. Uh, as far as the other thing you're talking about, you know, a lot of the, it, you know, it's a very sort of interesting line to walk because unfortunately, except for people talking to each other on a remote show, there's not a lot of spontaneity that you get with that live show kind of thing of being backstage yeah. because you're not backstage with the acts in one place you are literally in six people's homes and they're getting ready to do a show. So, you know, maybe their kids are backstage with them or maybe their significant others backstage with them or maybe they're somewhere other than their house. But a lot of that stuff that I think you were talking about, you even mentioned like people chugging beers. A lot of that comes from all those people being in that space yeah. and that sort of, you know, festive party tailgating type atmosphere. You don't really have that on a remote show. You have a bunch of people sitting, you know, in their boxes, in their homes, talking to each other. It's a little bit of the green room experience, but not so much the spontaneity. Now you do have, I could certainly say to folks, hey, if you want to do like comedy content things and the kind of like videos that you do for yourself that you have out on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and we kind of corral those videos and create a, a venue or a place for those to be seen. That's fine. But then it's not spontaneity anymore. Then it becomes like that uh, game show where all the comics are battling like it's this, like it's the uh, college basketball tournament. Yeah. You know the game show I'm talking about? No, not yet. Yeah, I've heard of these game shows. I've yet to see one. Well, there's, just one on, there's one on, a, there's one on, I don't even know what channel it is, but it's, and I don't know if the host is Jason Sudeikis or somebody, but it's it's comics battling. Yeah. And oh, there's that versus thing where I know musicians are battling. Right. And I think th I think you could bring in the spontaneity this way. I think if you did one with comedy couples, like Mark Norman, Mae Planner, Joe List, Sarah Tolomas, Dustin Chapin, Leah Bonma, things like that, Maddie Smith, Andrew Chavone, where they each have a slot in your festival and they're back to back. And pre prior to your festival, they just film a short that is festival based where one person is, is like talking shit to the next one. It's like, yeah, my festival, you know, fucking I'm on, you know, Frank Vignola says you're going to go next, but good luck following that. Like they just submit short spontaneous video videos ahead of time involving them too. Cause they live together and then their sets go back to back. And so it would be like a comedy couple festival that would allow you to inject those videos that they would have. They probably would create something short, um, about them two being back to back in a comedy festival because it's not that taxing. It could just be oh, a short, I agree. short fucking and I think that would be great. I think that would be great. And I think that would be a fun thing to do. You know, um, you, here's a few things that you're going to, I would immediately listening to the idea going, that's a great idea. And I did have satellite shows on the festival. There were three or four shows, uh, Robert Puncher and Alex, you know, with a very good comedy show, they were one of them. Where I said, oh, cool. listen, if there's anything you want to do under the banner of the festival that's separate, you know, feel free to like say you're a satellite show, yeah. and I'll create a page for that. And this might be 
what you're talking about is different than that, but I mean, it's kind of in that kind of flavor. And I think it would be great if, if folks wanted to do that. Again, the only problem is that you might run into is in a festival where everybody is doing everything for free and, you know, everything's got, every, everything um, is sort of new and for the first time and in lockdown. The first thing I don't want to do is ask of some of my older friends or bigger names, um, you know, to, to, to do something that then makes it feel like homework or a chore or yeah. take some of the, some of the shine off of it. Now, if they're happy to make that kind of video content and send it in, I think you're right. That would be hysterical. I also think that there, that would, you're right, that it would be nice to have like a couple show and you could do some kind of video content with that. Yeah. But that's a finite number of people. There's a finite number of couples, especially <laughs> couples that people are aware of yeah. um, within the industry too. Although then you could get into like couples where it's like maybe somebody would want to be on with their partner where one was a comic, but the other wasn't, but yeah. was at least without going enough to be willing to be part of it. And then the other thing that I find very funny with all this, and I'm still battling it even a little bit myself, is people's level of technical prowess. Yes. There are some people out there that wouldn't even know how to make that video, <laughs> uh, you know, or some people that wouldn't know how to email it to you yeah. or, or, you know, I mean, I had people, we had two, we had, a, I had people that like, couldn't even do the festival show because their connection was so bad in real yes. time at the show. Yeah. You know, so, but I do think that's a great idea for like a day or an idea. And I do think that what I might do if I do it again or when I do it again is make it more festival-like with more theme shows other than just showcases and some interviews and maybe some stuff during the day. Uh, I don't know, maybe some seminars, maybe some comedy bits like Kindler at Montreal still does the state of the industry, you know, that kind of thing. And what you were just talking about with couples might be, might be really funny. But this was very much sort of just a podcast at four and then two comedy shows at seven and nine, just because that was the easiest thing to sort of put together. And also my level of experience. I have done a podcast in the past and I was putting together comedy shows already. Right. Get a couple of other, you know, chefs in on the broth here and then... <laughs> You know, guys like you come up with these ideas. It's like, oh shit, that's a great idea. You know, let you know, let's call Dustin and and Leah and Tommy and whatever, and you know, let's start calling people and see if they want to do it. Yeah. Um, so that stuff would be good too. In the back of my mind, I'm also thinking for next summer, making the festival at least partially live because hopefully we'll be out of it by then, but still having a remote component component to it. So. Maybe the festival is live in New York with, you know, shows around town here at venues, but remote shows from Vegas or LA, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So well, I, I love that. Like Frank Vignola, he's, he's so juiced in that he was able to, it wasn't that hard to get 108 comics. So we know that whatever you have next, it's Honestly, be dude, it wasn't. I've been doing this forever. I used to teach. I know everybody. And it really wasn't, it really wasn't all that hard. It, and, and I, and I don't, and that's by the way, is not a compliment to me. I think that's a compliment to like the community because, and I know that with politics and competition and business and everything, you know, and sometimes on social media, it seems like it gets a little toxic, but when push comes to shove, man, you know, 
people will show up. And yeah. Yeah, is there a squeaky wheel here or there? Yeah, sure. But, you know, mostly everybody who I didn't know was thrilled for the opportunity and who I did know was thrilled to contribute. Oh, hell you know? yeah. yeah. And, speak, and you did the same for me. You showed up for me today and we thank you so much. And we follow Frank Vignola. So we're going to see what's going on next, but F Vignola underscore comic at Twitter. And then on Instagram, he's Frank underscore Vignola underscore comedy and whether or not good karma festival happens again, good karma comedy festival, we'll, we'll be sure to look at the quarantine cafe. And the next one is, uh, I know you had one on the third. So the next one would be on the 10th. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Next one is on. Next one is on the tenth, and I might have a game show to pair with that shortly. If I do, I'll let everybody know. He's the man of so much comedy content, Frank, <laughs> Frank Vignola. Thank you so much. Hey, man. Thank you very much for having me on. This is this is kind of an honor. It's nice when when people reach out to you like this. I, I really, I really. Uh, uh, Am I allowed to say appreciate you without it sounding sarcastic? Yeah, dude. Well, somebody said appreciate you once, and I was like, that's pretty sweet. I'm going to use it. I appreciate you too. Yeah, thanks, brother. 